We need revival. We need an awakening. But we cannot simply expect the Holy Spirit to come down and clean up all the mess we've made. We have clear direction from the Word of God with regard to what He has done through Christ. How He expects us to live. How He expects us to order His church. Start It Right, brought to you by ThisIsSalvation.com. No man is greater than his prayer life. A man may study because his brain is hungry for knowledge, even Bible knowledge, but he prays because his soul is hungry for God. Hey guys, welcome back. That was a quote from Leonard Ravenhill in his book, Why Revival Tarries. It's a good old book and it has it's full of wisdom and I encourage you guys to check it out. And today we're going to be talking about being hungry for God. And one of the reasons why I picked up that book and is because, you know, Leonard Ravenhill has a way of saying the truth. And he said it back then, and I still think it applies to us now. And it's saying, you know, where are the people who claim to be the followers of Christ? Because I don't see them. Where are they? Who's hungry for God? Who wants to see God move? Who wants to see the gospel take over the world? Who wants to see people's changed? Who wants, you know, who wants people to go to heaven instead of hell? Why are we not preaching this gospel? Why are we not doing this? Where, where are these dedicated Christians who are intimate with God in prayer every single day? There's many of them, but I'll tell you the truth. I don't see much going on. And you know why? It's because we've adapted this mentality, you know, where we're not hungry for God. We want an appetizer. We want the dessert, you know, but we don't want the full course. We don't want to put in the work. We don't want to, you know, go the distance. We just want to have a sense of Christ, but we don't want to live completely for Christ because we got our own thing going on. And, you know, we got to change that mindset. You know, we need to be hungry for God. And are you hungry for God? If you're not hungry for God, you need to pray and ask God to make you hungry for him again. Don't you remember when you were first saved, that hunger in your heart that came over you and that passion and you just wanted to go, 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 go for Jesus and do this and do that and do whatever? I remember when I first got truly saved, not the fake saved where I prayed a prayer, the truly saved where, you know, I gave my life to Christ and everything changed. And guess what? I could not stop. Everything I wanted to do was something to do with church or God or preaching the gospel or doing this or just something so that I can do some work for God. You know, that's my focus. I wake up, I go to sleep. God, 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 God. That was on my mind. And don't you remember that when you felt that? Don't you remember when you came to Christ and you felt that feeling, that deep hunger where you opened your word daily? You opened it in the morning before you went to work. You opened it before you went to sleep. You prayed before you went to work. You prayed here. You prayed there. You prayed before you went to bed. And real prayers, not just little, hey, Jesus, I love you, but like real deep prayers and you're asking God and then you saw God move and you saw God do things and you saw God do these amazing things. And now... You're not hungry for him anymore. I'm telling you, if you're not hungry for God, it means you're full on something else. And that means you got to get rid of something. You know, pray, get less distracted. I don't know what it is, but you know exactly what I'm talking about when I'm saying this. If you're too full of something else, you're not going to be hungry for God at all. That's why we got to focus our heart and our eyes on Christ and the cross and the mission he has told us to go do in Matthew 28. You know, go preach the gospel to all creation. 
baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teach them to keep all the commands. And behold, I'll be with you to the end of the age. We need to take this command seriously, and we need to be hungry for God. Because if we're not hungry for God, these things won't happen. Do you think the disciples and Acts and, you know, and like the upper room and all that stuff that happened, that these guys were just casual Christians and they weren't hungry for, they were praying for days when the Holy Spirit fell upon them. So how much more do we need to pray? How much more do we need to get down on our knees? How much more do we need to dedicate our time to Christ? You know, we read all these examples in the Bible of people dedicating their lives to Christ and, and we want to be like these, these disciples and we talk about these guys, but we're living this Christianity where it's like a Sunday and a Wednesday and it's a program and this program and then nothing else in between. There's no daily intimacy or hunger for God. It's just all attendance record stuff and i'm telling you if that's the faith you're living you are not living the christian life you're living the north american christian dulled down watered down version of the faith and it's not even real faith so i'm telling you you need to have a hunger for god and i wouldn't keep repeating myself if it wasn't important so i'm going to end this with a psalm and it's Psalm 63. And this should be our heart. You know, th this is the heart you would have or should have. This is an example of David's heart. You know, when he's just, God, 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 I need God. I'm hungry every single day. This is the words he said right here. God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest feasts. I will praise you with songs of joy. I lie awake thinking of you, meditating on you throughout the night because you are my helper. I sing for joy in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you. Your strong right hand holds me securely. And after hearing that, you got to ask yourself, do I long for God in a way like that? Do I have a passion to know him? Maybe I don't know him, but do I have a passion to know him more like that? Because, you know, David was a man after God's own heart. And if we're Christians, you know, we're supposed to be following Christ. We want to be after his own heart too. So that's just a good, like, you know, if you ever want to see what hungry for God looks like, go to Psalm 63 and just see, you know, the outpour of David's heart and, you know, and, and when you really hunger for God and when you're intimate with God and when you pray and you know his heart and you hear him and, and all these things, this is how you will respond to longing for him. You know, you will be thirsty like you're thirsty for a cold glass of water. You will long for him. You'll sit all day and meditate it, uh, on him and meditate on night of him. You know, these are the feelings. And I'm pretty sure when you became a Christian, those are the things you felt. Those are the things I felt, you know, day and night, day and night, pray, 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 blah, blah. Not just because I have to, not just because it's a religious thing, not because it's tradition, but because I want to know my God more because I'm so amazed. I'm so thankful for the gift that he's given me of salvation. And I want to go share it with everyone else. So anyways, that's it for today. You just heard it. Go tell someone else. Go get hungry for God. You're never too far off. We'll talk to you guys in a few days.